This is The Bannon Perspective, a podcast designed for independent thought of political issues. Not right, not left, but adult. My thinking is, if I've disappointed both Republicans and Democrats, I'm doing something right. This is Robert Bannon for The Bannon Perspective. Hello, this is Robert Bannon. Today is July 1st, and yesterday the Pennsylvania Supreme Court vacated the conviction of Bill Cosby. Let me say at the onset that I believe Bill Cosby is guilty of the crimes for which he was charged. Uh, That was never really the question on this appeal. Like most appeals, it's not based on actual guilt or innocence, but rather was the conviction properly obtained? And in this case, I've gone on record many times, and said that the case against Bill Cosby had a major flaw. And that was that Bill Cosby had an immunity agreement. There's no question about that. Uh, The former DA, Bruce Castor, testified. There was no question. He said he granted Bill Cosby immunity. He did it for the sole purpose that he did not believe that a criminal case could be won. And he did it so that Andrea Constand would be able to pursue Bill Cosby civilly and to take away Bill Cosby's right to plead the fifth. He granted immunity. Now, Why is this relevant? This is relevant for a big reason. If Bill Cosby was sued without these charges resolved, he could, in a civil deposition, plead the fifth. Because the immunity was given, he no longer had that right because he wasn't at risk of criminal prosecution. So he couldn't claim the fifth in a civil proceeding. Bruce Castor was unequivocal. He made it very clear during the Cosby trial that that was his intent. His intent was to allow Andrea Constand the ability of pursuing Bill Cosby civilly. That was his intent. Now, some people in the media are incorrectly reporting that Bill Cosby, excuse me, Bruce Castor granted immunity to, quote, hear his side of the story. That had nothing to do with it. All right. He was granted immunity for one reason, one reason only, and it was to take away his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination or to be able to use that in a civil trial. This was not a close call. Now, I have also believed that the district attorney who prosecuted Cosby, uh, Mr. Steele, um, knew all along this case was not winnable, maybe to a jury, especially in the Me Too movement era. But I don't think he ever believed that it would stand up on appeal. And yesterday, uh, Mr. Steele issued a statement to clarify that, you know, the ruling from the Supreme Court has nothing to do with his actual, you know, guilt or innocence, but rather procedural issues. To that, he's right. And he did not defend or argue uh, his position um, that there wasn't an immunity agreement. 
there was a lot of talk, um, especially during the oral argument for the appeal that Bill Cosby, um, you know, that the decision by the former district attorney wasn't binding on a subsequent district attorney. Uh, that's ludicrous. The court found it to be ludicrous when you're acting as an agent of the state. It's the state that's granting immunity, not the DA personally. So, of course, it's binding. This is a victory for the rule of law. And despite the fact that Bill Cosby, in my mind, deserves to be in prison, his conviction being vacated is a victory for the rule of law. When you convict the guilty, when you cheat to convict the guilty, you make it easier to cheat to convict the innocent. Also, you either have a Fifth Amendment right or you don't. You cannot say that, yes, you have a Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination, but this is Bill Cosby. Just like he doesn't deserve special treatment favorably, he doesn't deserve special treatment unfavorably. You can't break the rules because it's Bill Cosby. You can't break the rules because the crime alleged is sexual assault or rape or whatever that particular case may be. Murderers get Fifth Amendment protections. Rapists get Fifth Amendment protections. Kidnappers get it. Either we have it or we don't. And in this case, there was no question that Bill Cosby was denied his Fifth Amendment privilege because the state, through Bruce Castor, the district attorney, the state said, Mr. Bill Cosby, we are not going after you criminally. And that's exactly why when Bill Cosby sat for a civil deposition, he had no right to invoke his Fifth Amendment right privilege. He had to answer questions. And he did. He gave incriminating statements. To then turn around and say, we're going to use that against you in a criminal trial, perverts the rule of law. I agree with many people who believe that this is a travesty, and it is, but it was a travesty that the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania brought upon itself. Now, whether you agree or disagree with what Bruce Castor did, that's besides the point. That's what he did. So there are many people out there who say Bill Cosby um, deserves to be in prison, and I agree with them. There are many people out there that say that Bill Cos that the conviction being vacated was the wrong decision. I think people who think that are doing it from an emotional standpoint and aren't looking at the black and white rule of law, which is what you need to do. Justice is blind. So if you support Bill Cosby, or excuse me, if you support the uh, the a position that Bill Cosby should be in prison and therefore his conviction being vacated is wrong, you're not looking at the big picture. Likewise, there are many who are supportive of Bill Cosby and are looking at this as a vindication. That's not what it is. I think everybody who looks at the evidence objectively believes Bill Cosby committed the crimes for which he was charged. But that, again, was never really the issue here. And why is this so important? I could 
you know, I could say that it's important because of the rule of law. I have. I could also say that it's important because if you cheat to convict the guilty, you make it easier to convict the innocent. And I have. But ultimately, if this conviction was allowed to stand, it eviscerates immunity agreements and, and the ability for the state to enter into an immunity agreement is paramount. It, it, without immunity agreements, there are people who would never testify. And I'll give you an example. Low-level drug dealer gets nabbed. And the state says, you know, we want, you, we want your dealer's name. We want your, all your connections. You know, they want information. They're never going to get information unless they grant immunity. And the state has to make a decision. Do we want this guy or do we want the bigger fish? And in the interest of justice, they decide, I'm going to grant immunity to the low-level drug dealer so I can get the bigger fish. Maybe they have the information they need, but they need admissible evidence. They need testimony. So they want this guy to testify. And the only way he's going to do it is with immunity. So you give it to him. If this decision by, if this decision by the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania wasn't what it was, people would be less likely to enter into immunity agreements because how would they be able to trust the system? You know, if I'm a lawyer representing that low-level drug dealer and that low-level drug dealer and the, and the DA says to me, we're going to grant him immunity for testimony against the other guy, I would have no confidence that they couldn't come around and say, eh, never mind. And then you don't get the testimony. And the system breaks down. And we cannot have that. Big picture. It was the right decision. It wasn't even a close call. The media is reporting this as a 4-3 decision. Technically, that's true. But two of the opposing uh, of the dissenters weren't really dissenters. They were... Uh, they concurred in the decision, but not the remedy. So what the Supreme Court did, four out of seven justices said the conviction, the um, uh, use of test, uh, Cosby's uh, incriminating statements after he was given immunity uh, violated due process. Clearly it did. And that the only remedy was to vacate the conviction and discharge him meaning it's over, we're done. Um, I think that's the right decision. It's unfortunate because you can't unring the bell as so often is said. Now, two of the three that did not join in that opinion also agreed that the due process were, rights were violated, that an immunity agreement exists, and that you can't use incriminating statements against Bill Cosby that were gained, that uh, were gained only because of the immunity agreement. But for the immunity agreement, he wouldn't have testified. He wouldn't have offered those incriminating statements. Um, so, but those two justices that didn't join in the majority, what they said was the proper remedy isn't to vacate the conviction and discharge him, meaning we're done, but rather they can vacate the, the decision and retry him. So all but one justice agreed 
the, the conviction was illegally obtained, and they just disagreed as to what the proper remedy was. One, only one justice, actually disagreed that the uh, Bill Cosby had an immunity agreement um, that was enforceable and that his due process rights were violated. The, the lone dissenter, who's actually a justice who's retiring this year, former chief justice, actually, of the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, what he said was that there was an immunity agreement, but that it was not binding on a future DA. The logic there defies me. Um, truthfully, I have read the entire 70-some page opinion of the majority. Um, I have not read the dissent um, the lone justice who said um, that the conviction was not legally ob illegally obtained because it wasn't binding on the um, future DA. Uh, I do plan on reading it, but uh, more out of curiosity because I am curious how it, how one could get immunity and then lose it by an election. Um, essentially, a new DA could do something different. I also think it's important to note that this trial, and again, I've said before that uh, the DA Steele, who is the current DA, um, I don't believe he ever expected this uh, conviction to survive appeal. In his mind, he was victorious. He got his jury verdict. Cosby spent a couple years in jail. I don't believe Kenneth, uh, Ken Steele ever expected this to survive appeal. Um, but he did it for political reasons which I think is just the wrong, it, it, that is not the purpose of our criminal justice system. He ran on a, you know, Me Too, he ran in a Me Too environment, not at the peak of it, more at the beginning of it, but he ran for DA almost exclusively on the basis of, I'm going to get Bill Cosby. I'm going to charge him and I'm going to try him for these crimes. He got elected. He had no choice but to fulfill that campaign promise to try Bill Cosby. And that's what he did. He didn't do it because it was the legally correct thing to do. He did it for politics. And I think that's very important. The one person that I just can't respect in this entire process is Judge O'Neill. Judge O'Neill was the trial court judge. Um, I don't understand how a judge can look at such a clear case where the defendant had immunity and was nevertheless um, uh, charged, um, especially after he gave incriminating statements because of the immunity agreement. Um, I, I really think this particular judge did a disservice. Now, judges in Pennsylvania are elected. Perhaps Judge O'Neill was afraid that he wouldn't be reelected if he ruled in the defense's favor. That should never, never be a consideration for a judge. Sometimes judges have to do what's unpopular but judicially right. Judge O'Neill failed miserably. There's also, and also keep in mind, his rationale wasn't that the um, community agreement was um, there, that there, uh, it wasn't binding, excuse me. So Judge O'Neill did not say that, yes, Bruce Castor gave an immunity agreement, but that the future DA or a, a subsequent DA could, you know, 
decide something different. What he said that there was no evidence conclusively that an immunity agreement existed in the first place. Bruce Castor testified he gave him immunity. Bruce Castor testified as to the reason he gave him immunity. But but the judge did not find that evidence or that testimony credible. That defies logic. When the district attorney representing the state says something that is detrimental to the state's case, what possible reason would there be for him not to give truthful testimony? Now, if a district attorney testified, I never gave him immunity, when in fact maybe he did or he implied it, okay, maybe there's a question. But Bruce Castor gave testimony detrimental to the state's case. It, I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring out that Bruce Castor and Judge O'Neill do not get along. In fact, um, Bruce Ca- uh, Judge O'Neill's wife or girlfriend, I can't be- I remember which, worked for Bruce Castor. And Bruce Castor uh, and Judge O'Neill actually uh, were political opponents at one time. At one time. And during a debate, Bruce Castor had his employees, i.e. Judge O'Neill's girlfriend slash wife, I can't remember which, show up with a Bruce Castor pin and sit in a row because he kind of made her. Now, whether that's appropriate or not, you know, that's a whole different story. So Judge O'Neill sat there or stood in, in a debate with Bruce Castor looking at his girlfriend or his wife, again, I can't remember, you know, sitting there supportive of Bruce Castor, begrudgingly, perhaps, I don't know. And he, he was flustered. And it it made for a very, very difficult um, debate for Judge O'Neill. Judge O'Neill would ultimately lose that race. And Bruce Castor and Judge O'Neill uh, did not uh, become friends. That's putting it lightly. So what ended up happening is Judge O'Neill, um, at, at that point, Attorney O'Neill, um, went on to become a judge. And so to me, was it a little bit of political payback? Maybe, maybe not. All right. But the fact that it happened is relevant. Uh, I think Judge O'Neill, if you throw out the whole Bruce Castor connection, I think is the one person in this entire case, other than Bill Cosby, but I'm talking about the legal aspect of this case. Talking about the appeal. Again, I think Bill Cosby's guilty. But I think Ju- Judge O'Neill did such a disservice to the citizens of the Commonwealth and to the justice system and to the rule of law. His decision to allow that case to go forward was a joke. And the Supreme Court pretty much made that clear. Yes, one justice agreed with him, but on different for a different reason than Judge O'Neill. He didn't come to the same conclusion as Judge O'Neill but ultimately the same result. So having said all that, you know, I'm disappointed because I believe Bill Cosby does have victims. Um, The victims today are feeling the, you know, uh, result of all this. I think charging him going through this trial kind of built them up, gave them a false sense of justice only to have the rug pulled out from under them. Um, I think, D.A. Steele and Judge O'Neill 
are the ones that did them a disservice because they gave them hope where hope really didn't exist. This case never should have gone to trial. It was a complete waste of taxpayer money. And the only reason why the taxpayers spent millions of dollars to have this trial was so that uh, Kenneth Steele could make good on a campaign promise. And when you inject politics into justice, this is what happens. So I do feel sorry for the victims of Bill Cosby. I, I truly do. Um, and I think that most people who look at this decision will look at it as a victory for Bill Cosby. Um, I don't believe that's the case. I believe that you know he benefits, of course, but it's a victory for the rule of law. And again, anyone who supports Bill Cosby who looks at this as a vindication would absolutely be wrong. And anybody who looks at this as Bill Cosby, um, uh, as it being the wrong decision to allow this man to go free, again, those people would be wrong simply because you cannot, cannot, cannot break the rules, even if it's to convict the guilty. Because ultimately, it makes it easier to convict the innocent. And secondly, as I said before, you either have a Fifth Amendment right or you don't. Thank you for listening. This is a topic I feel very passionately about because during this entire trial, um, you know, I, I posted on Facebook uh, yesterday morning before the case came out that it was the last day of the of the court's term, meaning we're going to hear. Remember what I said, and then hours later, the the, the uh, decision was announced. So. Um, I, I do feel sorry for lots of people uh, in this case. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel sorry that Bill Cosby spent two years in prison. Ultimately, I feel he deserved to, you know, he deserved, he still deserves to spend time in prison. You know, as far as I'm concerned, the right thing to do would have been to convict him uh, legally. But once you give him immunity, you know, the cards are off. You know, the game is over. So, uh, but thank you for listening. I don't want to repeat myself over and over again. You know how I feel. And I think uh, the, the right, albeit sad, result came about. Have a great day.